It's time for Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network. Driven by the Hess Toy Truck, here's Lance Meadow. Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point is brought to you by GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Bud Light, keep it crisp. NRG, the official energy provider of the New York football Giants. Learn more at picknrg.com. And by your Mercedes-Benz Tri-State dealers, visit mbusa.com today. Lance Meadow with you. So glad you could join us as the Giants top the Bengals 25-23 in Cincinnati, Ohio, to improve to 3-0 on the preseason. We're going to hear from Pat Shermer momentarily, as well as locker room reaction from plenty of the players on both sides of the football. And Pat Shermer's press conference is going to be brought to you by your Mercedes-Benz Tri-State dealers. Visit mbusa.com today. And after this contest, some big-time conversations with respect to the wide receiver depth chart as well as the tight end depth chart based on some of the developments that we saw take place in this game. Specifically, Britton Golden, who helped his cause with a 68-yard punt return for a touchdown, also had two catches for nearly 60 yards, one of which put the Giants right around the red zone area. So he is somebody that has not been talked about a lot because when it comes to the veteran wide receivers, we've been focusing heavily on TJ Jones, formerly of the Detroit Lions, who has shown some flashes in the first two preseason games. And today, it was more about Britton Golden, former member of the Arizona Cardinals, and what he was able to do as a special teamer as well as as a wide receiver. And if you make the depth chart on the back end, you have to be able to contribute on special teams. Now, Britton Golden has had plenty of experience as a kickoff return man as well as a punt return man when he was with the Arizona Cardinals. Had about 30 combined returns when you look at his career numbers. So they did not necessarily put him in uncharted territory with respect to that. However, there were some ups and downs for Britton Golden tonight. He did muff a punt after he wound up returning one for a score and also had a throw that went right through his hand. So those are the types of plays that you got to be very careful of stockpiling when you're trying to solidify a roster spot, whether it be the fifth wide receiver, the sixth wide receiver. And another important takeaway was the performance of Darius Slayton, the fifth-round pick for the Giants, who did not play in the first two preseason games because of a hamstring injury. And he went out there and made a dazzling catch to help set up the Giants for ultimately what was a Rod Smith one-yard touchdown, and that came after Britton Golden came through with a 27-yard grab. So the wide receivers who are fighting for that fifth and sixth spot certainly came through big time for the Giants and helped them knock on the door when they were right around in the red zone area. And it will be very interesting as Pat Shermer and the coaching staff is going to have some tough decisions when you get past the Cody Latimers, the Benny Fowlers, the Russell Shepherds, who do you keep? Darius Slayton, you want to invest in him because of a draft pick, but then when it comes down to Britton Golden, he's one candidate. When it comes down to TJ Jones, he's another candidate, as well as Alonzo Russell, who we saw last week chase down a Chicago Bears secondary player who had an interception, made a hustle play, and then Russell today coming through with a two-point conversion. So when you go through the wide receivers on this Giants roster right now, and it's a 90-man roster, they're going to have to get it down to 53 shortly after the fourth and final preseason game next Thursday. 
every wide receiver who is fighting for an opportunity has put something positive on their resume to allow the coaching staff to think about. And that's what you want out of a roster when you have 90 guys to toy with and some depth at the wide receiver spot. We are still awaiting Pat Shermer at the podium as he will be addressing the media shortly to recap his team's 25-23 victory over the Cincinnati Bengals. In the meantime, I bring in the man who called tonight's game, Paul Dettino. And Paul, one of the things that I was just discussing at great length was the wide receivers and how a lot of guys helped their causes tonight, whether it be Britton Golden, Darius Slade, and even Alonzo Russell with the two-point conversion. And this is going to be a very tough decision that the Giants coaching staff is going to have to make when they determine do they want to keep six, number one, and who earns the fifth and sixth spots respectively after the four or five household names that we're used to hearing? Lance, I think it's an interesting equation, but not for the reasons that you stated, because I don't think any of the receivers put up big numbers at all tonight. Every single one of them seemed to have maybe one flash play. I mean, even Reggie White had a 36-yard catch, but but nobody on this Giants roster uh, had more than three receptions on the night. Paul Perkins had three for 27. I mean, it was just sprinkled all around, so I don't think anybody really separated themselves at all, and, and I think that is still a tug-of-war at the bottom of the wide receiver depth chart. Uh, the Giants also had the same problem with the running backs. None of the running backs ran the ball well, and Rod Smith comes up with a groin uh, injury that forced him out of the game, which could be very devastating to his roster chances. So I think that's certainly a concern. I think if you really want to talk about positives, talk about the fact that Daniel Jones was 9 of 11 for 141 yards, although he did suffer a fumble. Kyle Oletta was 4 of 7 for 77 yards, and I thought fared fairly well, uh, and he has done so throughout the first three preseason in games and of course Eli Manning uh, led the Giants to a field goal drive going 4 of 8 uh, for 41 yards. My understanding is uh, that the coach, Pat Shermer, will be heading around the corner into the room momentarily, so I'll just hold it here for a second, Lance, while we wait for the coach to get to the podium. But, you know, to me, a lot of questions still remain on the back end of that depth chart, and the coach has now entered the room, and we will send it up to Pat Shermer as we get more details on this victory. All right, um... All right, game three in the books here, huh? Um, so I'll just start with the uh, I'll I'll uh, start with the injuries. Uh, Anderson with a knee, we'll get him checked out. Uh, Rod Smith, uh, adductor. Um, X Man was uh, he checked out, but he's fine. He went back and played. Um, anybody else you guys noticed? Uh, just that ice, just a bruise. He's fine. Uh, it was it was good to win the game. You know, I think. When you look at the game in total, you know, we did enough to win the game, right? The long punt return kind of put it out of reach. Um, but I think we just, you know, we, di we didn't take care of the ball well enough. You know, we had a fumble. I didn't think uh, we had some untimely uh, drops. Um, so some of the throwing and catching stuff will clean up. But I thought the guys competed hard like they did the first two weeks. Um, I think it was just a, probably a little bit sloppier. Than I think we would all like to have seen. But the one good thing about this game is we played everybody and we got a chance to evaluate everybody uh, doing what they do. So that'll help us as we move forward here, uh, picking our 53. So um, I'm glad the way it played out. I got the ones a bunch of work, which they needed. And, you know, nobody really got hurt. So we'll see as we move forward. My thoughts on the next preseason game will be a little bit more traditional for a fourth preseason game, but 
I felt like the guys that were in there after the ones were in there took full advantage of the reps they got. So with that, I'll take your questions. I thought Evan needed it a little bit more um, just because just the confidence of being out there and because I wanted to. I mean, you take hits, you know. He came to the sideline. He says, that was a good one. He said, well, I'm sure I'll get hit, hit harder than that at times. He was fine. He's, I think he did a good job. I mean, he let us, he got us in the end zone. He made some really good throws. He has a good feel for the couple of the deep balls he threw um, when the defender is in close proximity, giving a receiver a chance on the ball. And those were two of the, the results on a couple of his deep balls. But he sees things well. Um, he took, you know, he moved forward in his, you know, in his, his progress being ready to play. And each week he does things. He, I mean, he's into it. I mean, I, I adjust on the run quite a bit, and he can handle it, which, which is fun when you're calling plays and, you know, trying to make adjustments to attack what you see on defense, and he can handle that. What, what, uh, what percentage of the playbook is he working like with? All, all of it. All of it. Got a long list, big sheet of plays, and he knows them all. It's a good thing, right? Right, I mean, I'm glad you noticed that, you know, I mean, yeah. Yeah, no, he's... That's what we thought he was when we drafted him. It's fun, I, every, about every six or seven days now I've been able to tell you that's what we saw when we drafted him. So, I think he just has a feel for playing the position. And he's getting, you know, he's steadily getting better every time he takes the field, whether it's practice or games. And, and so that's what you're looking for from a young player and certainly a guy as talented as Daniel is. He just reconfirmed in my, in my mind that he's tough. And in a sport where that's demanded, he's got that. And he knows how to compete. And, you know, quarterbacks need to know how to get completions and throw the ball accurately, and he's displayed the ability to do that. Um, Pat, you brought up the tight windows since the third game in a row where he's had one of those, the really golden catch, right. touchdown pass. So, right. Um, right. Uh, first game. What about his skills that makes him so good at that? Because it seems like how many quarterbacks has the ability to do that as well? He's an accurate passer, you know, and I think that's – that's not hard. That's not easy to find in a guy to be able to do it, and and that's that's what he is. So, like I said, you know, you can ask me all you want about why I like him. I think it's time to start asking the people that didn't like him what they think. Quite frankly, he did a good job. He did a really good job. I've said it all along. Daniel, when it's his time to play, is going to be ready, and we're going to continue to get him ready. And we've got a couple weeks left before we play Dallas. Uh, yeah, he did it. That was a hell. Of, I tell you what, he made a great catch before the two-minute. Um, we would have liked to seen the ball get spotted quicker, so we could have killed it there and done something else with it. It was an excellent. Excellent catch. I think the ball was in a position where only he could get it. Um, 
and he made a great catch on that one. And Britton Golden is another tough guy, and he's very competitive, and uh, that was a great return. Now, we don't want to follow it up with, a, obviously, a fumble. But, um, you know, tough guy, good player, and obviously has the ability to return kicks. Anything else? All right, locker room's open. All the players will be in there. In the New York Giants locker room, Giants defeat the Cincinnati Bengals. Let's take a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll talk to the players in the locker room right after this. Welcome back to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. Lance Meadow with you as we're recapping the Giants' 25-23 victory over the Cincinnati Bengals. You're going to be hearing from the locker room shortly, and that will be brought to you by MetLife, the official insurance company of the New York Giants. As you heard from Pat Shermer, no surprise, he was asked about Daniel Jones and not much of anything after that. But Daniel Jones did have another solid performance in which he helped move the Giants down the field and got them into the end zone as Rod Smith Charged in from one yard out. Daniel Jones with two impressive throws to Britton Golden, as well as Darius Slayton. Let's head to the locker room. John Schmelk, speaking of the devil, is with Daniel Jones. Thank you very much. Here with Giants quarterback Daniel Jones. Daniel, preseason game number three. Anything new for you this week? Uh, what, what was kind of your next step here in the third game? What were some of your goals, and uh, what did you see out there? Um, I think, uh, you know, it's kind of the same goals, just to, just to move the ball and score points. Um, you know, wanted to protect the football and, and take care of the football and, and uh, you know, had one loose ball out there and, and that was, uh, you know, something to, to continue to work on. But, um, yeah, I think just protecting the ball and scoring points. So, um, you know, we're trying to, trying to find a rhythm there. Glad we were able to um, score there at the end of the first half. Can you take us through that deep throw to Slate and look like you had some pressure in your face, still got the ball off, a little back shoulder. What would you see on the play and, and, and were you trying to get that to his back shoulder? Um... I was just trying to give him a chance to make a play, and, and I thought he did an uh, incredible job. It was a heck of a catch. He kind of kind of hung there in the air for a little bit. I asked him what his vertical was. But, um, but yeah, no, it was a, a really good play by him, just a one-on-one -on -one opportunity there in third and, long, third and long situation, so trying to trying to give him a chance to make a play. Daniel, Pat Shermer just said that he's said all along that when it's your time to play, you'll be ready, and there's still a few weeks till Dallas. If the regular season started today, do you feel confident that you'd be ready to go out there? Um, I don't know. I mean, I think, um, you know, what, what I'm focused on right now is to is continuing to, to learn, continuing to, to take the right steps uh, forward. And, and, I mean, I think there's a, a number of things that I, I still need to work. There always will be. But um, I don't know. I think there's there's certainly a lot to a lot to work on, a lot to improve on. That's Daniel Jones. Uh, Paul Dettino had Britton Golden. Paul, do you still have him ready to go? Okay, let's go to Paul Dettino with O'Shane Zibanez. Thank you so much, John. Uh, O'Shane, a couple of sacks tonight. You had one uh, last week. You have to feel pretty good about starting to get into that sack column. Yeah, it definitely feels good. Uh, just try to get out there, run, execute what coach calling, and just try to get my best effort. What did you see on each of those sacks that made those plays? Was it something on the pre-snap read, or was it something that just happened when the when the ball finally got to the quarterback? Uh, so on the first one, you know, we had a, a fox call. Um, it's a blitz, so, you know, so I came inside, and I guess, you know, the, the – I just tried to do a hard inside move and get vertical, and I was able to come free. So that was that was a good one. And then the second one, it was a saw call. 
And, you know, that's just pretty much me being the edge rusher, trying to get off the ball as quick as I can, just make a play. You must love when the call says get on the edge and just go after the QB. That's got to be your favorite play. Yeah, that's definitely my favorite call for sure. <laughs> what, what did you learn about yourself these last couple of weeks as you actually have broken into the sack column? Uh, you know, you know, it's just I'm just out there trying to be myself. You know, I just kind of just proving to myself that I can compete and it's, good, it's going in a good direction. Appreciate your time. Thanks so much. Best of luck. Appreciate it, man. All right, let's go over to John. Well, thank you, Paul. Now here with the starting quarterback for the New York Football Giants. That's Eli Manning, brought to you by Toyota, the official vehicle of the New York Giants. Eli, another drive, moved the ball, scored some points. What do you think of the rhythm out there with the first team? Yeah, I thought, um, you know, did, did a good job. Uh, you know, converted on some third downs. Uh, you know, hit some nice plays, had some nice runs, had some screens, uh, and moved the ball down there. Just, um, you know, got into, um, you know, third and long. It brought some pressure and... and and missed uh, had to settle for a field goal but you know it's good to get out there and, and go against a, a defense where you saw a lot of different looks and had to make some adjustments and and uh, guys responded did some good things we don't know how many starters if you are what starters are going to play in the fourth preseason game next week coach Schirmer hasn't made those decisions yet do you feel comfortable now with the way you're playing the way the first team offense is playing together that you're going to be good to go week one against Dallas uh, yeah I mean I think uh, we've had a, I think we've had a good camp and um, you know, we've, we've taken taken our, our practices against our defense very seriously, and we've come out, um, you know, uh, the last two preseason games and moved the ball uh, on the two series, uh, you know, that, that I had with, the, with that offense and guys made plays. So, um, you know, we just got to continue to work, have a great week of practice uh, this week, figure out, you know, you know, again, how much we're going to play in that fourth preseason game and uh, start getting ready for Dallas. Final question, Eli. We know you're not going to be with Golden Tate the first four weeks of the year, but with Sterling's injury, you've got to work with the Cody Latimers, the Benny Fowlers, all those guys. What's your comfort level with that group, and how confident are you that they can step in and get the job done when you're going to need them week one? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, very confident with all those guys. And, and uh, you know, Cody had some nice catches today. We missed on, on a few that were very close, but uh, Benny's done a good job for us. We hit Russell Shepard on a big third down today. So, um, you know, and Sterling's been practicing the last few weeks, and uh, he'll, you know, he'll be ready to go. Um, and so, you know, we'll get Saquon back. So we have, we have plenty of weapons and plenty, you know, a lot of trust with all those guys. Uh, they'll be able you know, to fill their role and make plays for us. Thanks, Eli. Thanks a lot. That's Eli Manning. Over to Paul Dottino. Thanks, John. Darius Slayton, after a hamstring injury at Hampajou, you weren't able to play the first couple of preseason games. You caught a bomb tonight down to the one-yard line. I know you wanted to score, but it was a big play, the kind that you wanted to make. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously it's my first game. I wanted to come out here and make some plays for my team, but, you know, Fortunately, Dan trusted me on that throw, and I was able to go up and make a play. How far back do you think you set yourself with the hammy and not being able to get in there, although obviously tonight you look pretty smooth? Um, you know, I've just been rehabbing. You know, everybody's been like, you know, take your time, try to get back as quick as you can. And, you know, fortunately I was able to get back out there tonight and, you know, be able to go out there and make a play. And then finally, when you think about your speed and your ability to make a big play, there's certainly a dynamic in this receiving core that would allow you to fit. I think they're looking for a guy like yeah. you to burn downfield. That's got to make you feel pretty good. Yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously right now my number one priority is trying to help the team and get healthy, get back to 100%. But um, for sure, I definitely think when I get back, we've got a great group of guys, and hopefully I'll be able to fit in with them. Darius, thanks for taking the time. Appreciate no it. Best of luck. No problem. All right. All right, John, let's go back to you. All right, Paul, I don't have anybody over here, so let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll have a couple more guys in the locker room waiting on Kyle Oletta to get dressed. We'll have him and maybe a couple other folks, Britton Golden, when he gets back into the locker room. We'll be right back from the locker room right after this. You're listening to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network, driven by the Hess Toy Truck. 
Welcome back to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. Lance Meadow with you as we are recapping the Giants' 25-23 victory over the Bengals. We're going to be hearing more from the players in the locker room shortly. Tonight's stats brought to you by Bud Light. Keep it crisp. Daniel Jones, 9 of 11 for 141 yards. Eli Manning was 4 of 8 for 41 yards as he led the first-team offense on an opening 15-play drive. It stalled, though as the Giants had to settle for a 41-yard field goal from Oldrich Rosas to make it 3 nothing in favor of the Giants very early on in that game. All four quarterbacks got into this contest. Alex Tanney came in next, 2 of 6 or 25 yards, and Kyle Loletta, 4 of 7 for 77 yards. The Giants ran the ball 26 times for 56 yards. They had two rushing touchdowns, one by Hilleman, the other by Smith. The Giants' power report brought to you by PSENG, committed to providing safe, reliable energy now and in the future. And as far as the receiving core goes, Britton Golden led the way with two catches for 59 yards. Russell Shepard added two for 31. Garrett Dickerson, the young tight end who was on the roster on the back end of last season, two catches for 30. And Reggie White Jr. had a big catch for 36 that put the Giants right on the one-yard line. And then Hilleman followed up with a score. So it was really a spread-the-wealth type of mentality tonight as multiple players had at least one catch, but those were the top guys in the statistical department. And then on the defensive side of the ball, Corey Ballantyne had seven tackles, five solo. O'Shane Zimenez, who you heard from earlier on in the locker room, he came through with two sacks. The Giants, in the course of this contest, were able to record five sacks as a team. One of Zimenez's sacks came when he curled around the edge off the left side. The other one was off the right side when the Bengals' left tackle decided to give him a gift and decided not to block. And when you have an opportunity like that, you say, thank you very much, and I will see the quarterback. And that's exactly what Zimenez did. So it's nice to see the rookie linebacker record sacks in back-to-back games as this is somebody who was very active during the course of his career at Old Dominion, and they are expecting him to pick up where he left off in college and help get this pass rush going a Giants defense that only recorded 30 sacks last season that was tied with the Patriots for the second lowest mark in the NFL and on top of that they traded Olivier Vernon who led the team with seven sacks last season to the Cleveland Browns in the Odell Beckham deal so James Betcher knows this is probably going to be a sack-by-committee philosophy this season, and if players like Zimenez can come in in year one, make an impact, that could say a lot about the ceiling for this Giants defense, in addition to the progress of Lorenzo Carter, who had four sacks last season, and B.J. Hill, who set a Giants rookie record with five and a half, three of which came in one game. Let's head back to the locker room. Paul Dettino with quarterback Kyle Loletta. Paul? Thank you, Lance. Uh, Kyle, uh, this time you were able to throw some deep balls, and I know you really wanted to do that, and it's been three preseason games now, and I certainly think you've helped your cause. Yeah, I think the opportunity presented itself uh, for a double move there, and uh, Reggie ran a great route and uh, got down to the one-yard line and punched it in the next play, so um, that was great. That was a great drive. We needed that, and it put us up. Uh, you know, eight points, and uh, you know, I think that was that was great for for the threes to go in there and put a drive together like that. How do you feel coming out of the huddle? Because it has been a good summer for you, and certainly a good preseason. Can you sense the difference in your improvement? Yeah, no doubt. I think uh, anytime you get two years in a system, uh, let alone you know two years of experience in the NFL, I think you feel more comfortable back there and uh, just understanding where your eyes have to be and, and the timing of things. Uh, but I, f- I feel good and, and um, you know, the coaches do a great job of preparing us and 
uh, we got a strong quarterback room, and, and uh, I think everybody's performing well out there. Now, I know there were a few drops tonight, but nonetheless, this receiving competition is very hot and heavy throughout the depth chart. You as a quarterback, you have to love that because you know guys are trying desperately to make plays. No doubt. There's a lot of playmakers uh, across the board and um, at, at all different positions, too. So it's great that you know one guy goes out and the next guy comes in, and you know he's going to make a play for you. So a lot of trust uh, with that receiver room, and, and they've done a great job all camp. And uh, they've run some great routes this preseason and gotten open. And, uh, you know, they've made some really good plays for us. Kyle, thanks so much for your time. Best of luck the rest of the way. Of course. Thank you. All right. That'll do it. Let's take a timeout. And the Giants locker room report brought to you by MetLife, the official life insurance of the New York Giants. All right, Paul, thank you so much as the Giants beat the Bengals 25-23 in Cincinnati, Ohio at Paul Brown Stadium. The player of the game brought to you by the members and contractors of local 825 operating engineers, ELEC, 825 building our future. And the player of the game tonight is Britton Golden. Two catches for 59 yards. That led all receivers in terms of receiving yards and he also came through with a 60-yard punt return for a touchdown as he is one of the wideouts in the mix for what will likely be six spots on the final 53-man roster. We will step aside when we come back. We'll run you through the highlights of the Giants' third preseason game. And in a little bit later on, Jeff Fegels will rejoin me as we'll break down the takeaways on the offense, the defense, and the special teams as the Giants take care of business in Cincinnati with a 25-23 victory over the Bengals. We'll be back right after this you're listening to mercedes-benz giants extra point on the wfan giants radio network driven by the hess toy truck at the geico sports desk with this sports update i'm lance meadow five other preseason games tonight in the nfl in the panthers patriots game carolina quarterback cam newton left the game with a foot injury after being sacked not good news for the panthers the packers and raiders are playing in winnipeg but on a shorter field reduced to 80 yards. This is because of holes in the end zones of IG Field, where goalposts for the Canadian Football League's bigger field are usually planted. Green Bay planned to play most of its starters tonight, but decided to sit 33 guys after learning of the field conditions. Certainly can't blame Matt LaFleur, the head coach of the Packers, under those conditions. To baseball we go. The Mets are in front of the Indians 2-0 in the bottom of the sixth after a lengthy rain delay. And in the third inning, it is the A's shutting out the Yankees 4-0 as the Bronx Bombers trying to avoid the three-game sweep. That is what is happening across the world to sports as we welcome you back to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. Lance Meadow with you, recapping the Giants' 25-23 victory over the Cincinnati Bengals at Paul Brown Stadium. So let's find out how we got to that final score as we take you through the highlights. And the Bengals got the ball first after Andy Dalton connected with tight end C.J. Uzama for 28 yards off a screen pass. The Bengals were ultimately forced to punt. Giants took over at their own 11 and looked to put together a lengthy drive here. On second and 10, Eli Manning dumped it off to Benny Fowler for four yards. But Will Hernandez was called for a face mask penalty. Interestingly, Bengals head coach Zach Taylor declined the penalty. So instead of second and very long, the Giants had a third and six at their own 15 and took advantage. Eli Short passed to Russell Shepard over the middle, turned into a 19-yard gain, and the Giants moved the chains. Two plays later, Eli found Evan Engram for nine. Wayne Goleman added 25 yards on the ground on consistency. 
consecutive plays. And just like that, Big Blue is deep in Cincy territory at the 30. They eventually got down to the 21, where they faced a fourth and one. Pat Shermer decided to go for it, and Goldman pushed through off the right side for two yards, giving the Giants another fresh set of downs at the 19. Rod Smith picked up a yard, then Manning had two incompletions in the direction of Cody Latimer, including one drop in the end zone. So the Giants had to settle for a Oldrick Rosas 41-yard field goal. 15 plays, 66 yards, and 621. But all New York had to show for it was three points. That was it for Eli. He was 4 of 8 for 41 yards. Skip ahead to later in the first. It was still 3-0 Giants. Bengals took over at their own 30. And Andy Dalton tested the Big Blue secondary all over the field. He completed four straight passes to four different receivers, highlighted by an 18-yard connection to Tyler Boyd. That passing clinic moved Cincy all the way down to the Giants' 26-yard line where the Bengals had a fresh set of downs. Dalton over center. It's a four-man front. Play action pass. Deep in the pocket. Looks far down the right sideline. Touchdown! C.J. Uzama. He ran the fly route down the far sideline and beat Jabril Peppers. It is a 26-yard touchdown pass. The Bengals go on top 6-3. to three. Former Giant Randy Bullock added the extra point. That capped a six-play, 70-yard drive that took just over three minutes off the clock. Bengals moved in front 7-3. After the Giants were forced to punt and the Bengals turned it over on downs after failing to convert a fourth and two in New York territory, Big Blue took over with great field position at its own 38, just over 10 minutes to go in the second quarter. Rod Smith ran for five, then Daniel Jones aired it out. Deep down the middle of the field, found Britton Golden for 35 yards. In the blink of an eye, Giants were in Bengals territory at the Cincinnati 22. Smith picked up a yard on the ground, then Jones was sacked for a loss of nine. The ball popped loose, but Britton Golden fortunately recovered, and the Giants had a chance to continue their drive with a third and 16 at the 28. More adversity for Jones, not a problem. Third and 16 at the 28 of Cincinnati. Triple receivers to the left. Smith to the right of Jones. Out of the shotgun. Deep drop. Long pass far down the left sideline. Slayton leaps and makes the catch and is knocked out of bounds at the one-yard line. A pair of rookies from the 2019 draft class connected on that one. Slayton's first catch as a member of the Giants because he missed the first two preseason games with a hamstring injury. Big Blue needed 16 yards for the first down while they got 27 and were knocking on the door first and goal at the one. Rod Smith was stuffed at the line for no gain, so on second and goal, they look to regroup. The game is to Smith, tries right tackle, fights his way in for the touchdown. And with 6.22 left in the first half, the Giants take a 9-7 lead. That capped a 7-play, 62-yard drive in 3.55. That is tonight's scoring drive of the game brought to you by Investors Bank. Get the New York Giants checking account only from Investors Bank. Rosas tacked on the extra point. Giants reclaimed the lead 10-7. Bengals responded with a 12-play, 43-yard drive that milked nearly six minutes. It stalled at the Giants' 32-yard line, but Randy Bullock nailed a 50-yard field goal, and both teams headed into the locker room tied at 10. We move ahead to the fourth quarter. It was now 17-10 Bengals. Giants took over with just under 13 minutes to go. Kyle Oletta was now in at quarterback. On third and nine for the New York 27, he found tight end Garrett Dickerson for 12 yards. Then two plays later, on second and nine from the Giants, 40, found Dickerson again for 18, and Big Blue was once again in Bengals territory at the 42. After John Hilleman ran for five, Loletta threw one deep down the right sideline, connected with Reggie White Jr. for 36 yards, setting the Giants up at the one. Simonson in motion to the right, out of the deep back is Hilleman, takes the handoff, tries to pick his way through the right side, and he's into the end zone for the score! 
and the Giants cut the lead to 17-16 with 8.34 to play. Hilleman's second touchdown in as many games. Giants went for two, which we were certainly all thankful for, and converted. As Laletta hooked up with Alonzo Russell, Giants moved back in front 18-17. After the ensuing kickoff went for a touchback, Bengals took over at their own 25. The drive stalled at the 29, so Cincy turned to its punt team. Golden from his own 30, cuts left to the 35, to the 40, 45, 50, he could go. 40, 30, near sideline, 10, 5, touchdown. Golden did a little bit of everything in this game, and that's one way to help your cause to make the team. Rosas added the extra point, and the Giants padded their lead 25-17. After the Bengals were forced to punt, Golden muffed it. So since he got the ball back at the Giants 35 and put together a 7-play 35-yard drive in 242, capped by a 2-yard touchdown pass to Josh Malone, the Bengals went for 2, failed, and the Giants held on for the 25-23 victory as they improved to 3-0 and on the preseason. We will step aside when we come back. Jeff Fiegels will rejoin us as we will continue to break down the 2-point victory for the Giants in Cincinnati. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network, driven by the Hess Toy Truck. Welcome back to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. Alongside Jeff Fiegels, I'm Lance Meadow. Thanks so much for joining us as we're recapping the Giants' 25-23 victory over the Bengals in Cincinnati. Before we get into some of the offensive takeaways, the injury report brought to you by Hackensack Meridian Health, life years ahead, and Rod Smith, running back for the Giants, left the game with a groin injury. Other than that, the Giants fortunately got out of their third preseason game in relatively good shape. So, speaking of the running back position, Jeff, let's start on the offensive side of the ball. And after all of these preseason games, despite what the running backs do, despite what the wide receivers do, if we don't talk about Daniel Jones, something is clearly wrong, as you could tell based on Pat Shermer's press conference. So let's start there. Daniel Jones, another solid performance. Okay, three games in the books for him. And I think, to me, what has stood out, Jeff, numbers aside, is the last two games, he's been put in a precarious spot. He had the fumbles against the yep. Jets, right? Yep. And then what does he do? He marches down the field, leads the Giants to a touchdown late in the first half. So what happens this week? He's sacked. He's sandwiched, essentially. Loses the ball. Britton Golden recovers. It's a third and 16. Picks up the first down and then some. Gets the Giants in the end zone. So that, to me, is a very important takeaway from a young quarterback in the early stages of his career. Yeah, you know, we talked about this in the pregame show about the fact, what do you want to see in a quarterback or even a player, a young player coming into games? You don't want to see mistakes. And you saw mistakes last week um, against the Bears with the two fumbles, okay? Well, this time, there was another fumble, okay, a mistake. And then he comes back, and then, you know what? He gets hit in the mouth. And Coach Shermer said it in his press conference, I want to see if the guy's tough, and now he's just showed me that he's tough. All right. So what you do is you come back and you make a play like that. That is what this team has seen in Daniel Jones, even before he put a pro uniform on. He, they knew about his toughness. They knew about his grittiness. They knew about him being able to make a play after something bad happens like last week's game in the Bears. He's going to continue to do that, and this is going to be his maturation process. He's going to come through, and he's going to play in these games. You know what's going to happen is you're not going to have Daniel Jones questions anymore after two weeks. So get, get all you can in him now. <laughs> get him out. Because there's not going to be much substance there when you have nothing to ask about because he's not going to be on the field. But I think you brought up a good point in terms of when Shermer in his press conference said, 
about all these questions, you're now seeing things that we already reviewed on film. And I think one of the things that they picked up on, Jeff, speaking of adversity, is when you look at his Duke tenure, he did not have a very good offensive line. He had wide receivers that didn't necessarily always make Mm -hmm. the play. So if anybody has been tested to the degree of non-ideal conditions, how do you regroup, how do you recover? That's been the story of his entire collegiate career. And, you know, you want to say, okay, how do you respond from a negative play that maybe you've impacted, right? But when you look at the plays that he has made to his receivers and they're dropping passes as they did all his career, how does he respond from that negativity tells you a lot about his confidence and the way that he plays the game. And that's going to be something that's going to be really a good intangible for him. And, you know, it was there was a question asked in the post uh, game um, interviews with him is like you know if you would you be ready to play an NFL game right now if it was if you were the starter and his answer was I thought it was great he's like you know I'm just working on things right now these are some of the things that he's working on he's getting hit in a game and a pro game by the way and the speed and and one thing I have been impressed with with all the stuff we talk about you got to talk a little bit more about his accuracy he is a very accurate passer I mean, he has amazing statistics in the in the preseason. I don't care just because it's a preseason game, Lance. It's still you're throwing the ball in, in areas where, you know, the play that he made to Britton Golden there at the end of the half. On the left th- sideline. That ball was thrown in a place that only the receiver could catch it. Outside shoulder, trying to get out of bounds and maybe get one or two more plays for a field goal. Great execution by him. And 9 of 11. And that, I think, has stood out for all the quarterbacks. As a team, the group's been very efficient in terms of completing, entering tonight, nearly 75% of their passes. Yeah, and I think that, you know, the 70% is the threshold for the quarterbacks trying to get that on the season. Last year, Eli Manning was 66%, was bet his best completion and in, the, in his whole uh, career, absolutely. So these are things that Mike Shula, the quarterback coach, um, of course, uh, Pat Shermer, the head coach, are emphasizing in practice. Catch the football, okay? Because it's not always the quarterback's fault if he's throwing it away or throwing it in the dirt. It also goes with the receivers. And now the problem, you haven't seen a lot of receivers dropping passes. You've seen the tight end position dropping some passes. Well, that brings me to the next facet of the offense. I think there was a, some receivers involved in the case of the dropsies, Jeff. And you brought up Eli Manning. Let's focus on that opening drive. 15 plays, 66 yards, 8 up, 621. And we often have conversations, and we hear this from fans, time of possession. It's so important, mm-hmm. Jeff, right? Because the offense can help out the defense and keep the defense on the sideline. Well, here's my issue with that argument. Time of possession is great. But it's better when you finish it off with touchdowns. And what did the Giants do? They had to settle for a field goal. And Eli went to Cody Latimer twice in the end zone. One was high and out of his reach. But there was one where it was over the middle, Jeff. And you can make a case it was a catchable ball for Latimer. Yeah, I mean, I I always, it it just depends on the situation. But as a professional receiver, if the ball's hitting you with two hands, you got to be able to catch the football. Um, I like what you said about, you know, drives are great, but touchdowns are better. You know, last week's game against the Bears, the Giants took it down and kicked a field goal again, too. So I think these are kind of things that you look as a team and some of the goals that you put up on the board is that opening drive, we want to put points on the board, yes, but they got to be twice as much as threes. We need sixes, okay, and get those on the board. And then the defense, you got to put them on the field and let them get – they did a three and out, which we'll talk a little bit about. That was a good thing for the defense starting off. Not three and out, but they, they had a big play on first down to the tight end, but then after that they, they settled recovered. in. Yeah, they recovered, in, and that's 
that's a good thing to see. Yeah, you got to finish drives with yeah. respect to the offense. No question. I mean, you hear coaches say it all the time, Jeff. And they got to get better on third down. Up until that drive, they were one for four on third downs. Okay, so they were making some good positive yards on first and second, but they weren't converting their third downs. And they were a terrible team last year on third down. So a point of emphasis this year is to be better on those on those first second plays, so they can get in manageable distances on their third down. The Toyota Celebration touchdown total for tonight's game is three. That makes 11 touchdowns for the Giants this preseason. The National Clearance event is going on now. Toyota, let's go places. You brought up the tight ends, Jeff, and we'll get to Britton Golden in a little bit when we focus on special teams because part of his contributions Mm -hmm. was in that area tonight. And how many tight ends they keep is a big debate. Do they keep four like they initially did last season before Jarrell Adams was let go when they made the six waiver yep. claims? Do they keep three? Does Elijah Penny factor into that at the fullback? So Garrett Dickerson made a number of plays tonight. C.J. Conrad, the undrafted rookie out of Kentucky, he's somebody else in the conversation. And Scott Simonson, mm-hmm. who's one of the established players who did well for the Giants last season, but now back-to-back games, Jeff, where he's had a pass right in yes. great territory where he's wide open and has not been able to haul it in. Well, I think th- I, I think there's going to be four, okay? And I think Elijah Penny makes the team as one of the running backs. But when you go, if you're going to go four tight ends, you're going to obviously put Evan Ingram and Red Ellison in the mix right there. They're they're on the team. Then you that brings you got three other guys, really four, but three guys that have played to get two positions. Okay, Scott Simonson might have might have not he might have. Kind of got himself out of the mix tonight with those type, with those types of plays. He had a dropsy last week too. Um, a guy like Garrett Dickerson, I've told you before. I think he, I think he should make the football team. I thought he was going to get caught up in a numbers game. He had a good game tonight, so that only improves his position. So I think it's either going to be Garrett Dickerson or C.J. Conrad, and then maybe Scott Simonson at this juncture might be the one man out. We still have one game to go. We do indeed, and those guys are going to play a lot no in question. that game. That's important to know. Dickerson, two catches for thirty yards. This is a player that was on the practice squad, got called up last season, so there is familiarity with the scheme with respect to Garrett Dickerson. We will step aside when we come back. We'll get into the defensive side of the ball and also who made an impact on special teams to help their cause on the back end of the depth chart. Plus your phone calls at 877-337-6666. 877-337-6666. Lance Meadow, Jeff Fiegel's recapping the Giants' 25-23 victory over the Bengals. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network, driven by the Hess Toy Truck. At the Geico Sports Desk with this sports update, I'm Lance Meadow. Five of the preseason games tonight in the Panthers-Patriots game. Not necessarily the news that Carolina wanted. Quarterback Cam Newton left the game with a foot injury after being sacked. Not the distraction the Patriots wanted at this point of the season. Safety Patrick Chung scheduled to be arraigned next Wednesday on a felony charge of cocaine possession in New Hampshire. Chung was indicted on August 8th for an incident stemming from June 25th. Baseball, both local teams in action tonight, and the Mets still trying to finish off their game because Mother Nature not necessarily cooperating on that front. They're in a rain delay in the bottom of the sixth. Mets leading the Indians 2-0 at City Field. The Yankees wrapping up a three-game set out in Oakland against the A's, and the A's are up 5-0 in the bottom of the fourth as the A's going for the sweep. We welcome you back to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. Alongside Jeff Fiegel's I'm Lance Meadow. Giants topping the Bengals 25-23 in Cincinnati at Paul Brown Stadium. We focused heavily on the offense before the break. So, Jeff, let's turn our attention to the defense. And 
We've seen the defense have trouble really setting the tone in the first few preseason games. That's something that James Betcher, Pat Shermer have been looking for to make a key stop. And what happens? Andy Dalton, very first play of the game, tight end screen, about a 30-yard game. Another tight end. Stunning. <laughs> when have we not talked about that over the last few seasons? Yeah. We'll leave it at that. Okay. They yeah. did regroup, though, they in did. fairness. Yeah. But still some feeling out mixed results, I would say, on the defensive side of the ball, from the first team at least. Yeah, I think there's still this defense has still got a long ways to go. I think they have to learn how to, you know, play within the system and get used to one of the, the new guys that are on the roster here. So um, this was the dress rehearsal, as you had mentioned, Lance, and this is the last time that these guys are really in a game situation are going to all get together before the Dallas game because um, the starters are not going to play next week, most likely. Um, so it's uh, this was it, and you know we kind of see. You, Mixed results there, but you did see some good some good play out of some young players. Well, speaking of the young group, O'Shane Zimenez, the yeah. rookie with two sacks after having a sack last week, and that is an encouraging sign because how often have we talked about the pass rush, Jeff? How often? 30 sacks last season. Well, how do you make up for that production knowing Olivier Vernon, who led the team with seven, is no longer on the team? It's a rookie like Zimenez to help that cause. Well, this is a guy that I feel like, you know, the game is not, he's from Old Dominion. So you would think that the NFL game would be a lot bigger for him, but it doesn't seem to be that way. But, you know, again, we're still into preseason. The level of play is not exactly, it's a step up come September when that first game comes around. Um, but I like the way he's playing. I like the way how he plays. Um, and I just like, I think he's having fun. And and listen, you know, some of the other younger guys that I thought, Dexter Lawrence today, I thought played well. He had one pass deflection. I've talked about his game in the past. That that's He likes to get into those gaps and gets his big arms up there and knocks down a lot of balls. You may not see a lot of sacks out of him. He played well in the run game today, too, along with R.J. McIntosh, who we haven't talked a lot about. But he's quietly has had a nice game uh, the last couple weeks, and I like him. Yeah, second-year player out of Miami who was sidelined for some yep. of last season because of he's an illness. PUP, yeah. Correct. So he's somebody else where this is essentially almost his rookie year this year right. because sure it was a redshirt That's season right. last yeah. year. And he just got he got to learn the system and just kind of be yeah. in the system without playing. So um, you're seeing kind of a guy now that he put on a little more weight and he's kind of kind of coming in here and, and doing a nice job. And, and then let's move to the inside linebacker position. Uh, Tay Davis got the start today. He came in and made some good plays on a on a on a blitz. He, he got to hit the quarterback, and Andy Dalton put a good lick on him. So uh, B.J. Goodson was another guy that was in the mix today, fighting for a job, in my opinion, and he played halfway decent. And Nate Supar was all over the place for this team today. So um, didn't see a lot of Connolly as much as we have in the in the past today. So that inside linebacking position still up for grabs, in my opinion. Well, and part of that could be the fact that. They've seen enough out of Connolly in practice, and they wanted to expose sure. Stupar to more of that. Yeah, and I think that those two, when you say Supar and Connolly, I mean you're talking about special teams guys, and maybe one of them might might be a starter here if one if there's somebody gets hurt, like like um, Ogletree or, or Tay Davis, I believe is going to get that starting position. And Ogletree still nursing that calf injury, that's why they held him out tonight. We'll get into special teams as well as more on the defensive side, Jeff, here in a second. But right now, let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on the WFAN Giants Radio Network. Sports Radio 1019 FM and Sports Radio 66 WFAN and WFAN FM New York, a radio.com sports station. Giants beat the Bengals 25-23. Did you want to add something on the defensive well, we, front, Jeff? You know what, just real quick. I'm not, well, yeah, not on the defensive front, but just the defense. <laughs> I, Corey Ballantyne played very good today. 
He really did. Um, seven he, tackles. He had seven tackles, and he just, Very active. he just goes to show you that I think that the, the coaching staff believes that you can put him in, in the game and he can be okay. I mean, he really has had some nice play this uh, this uh, preseason, and I look for him to get a lot of playing time. When maybe not a starter, come in the sub-package, something he's going to be in there. Well, Ballantyne also has the capability to chip in on special teams. And no question. He's going to have to. And speaking of that, Britton Golden, who was the star of the game, he had his ups and downs within a solid performance, and you look at what he did as a wide receiver, two significant catches. You even brought up the catch where Daniel Jones put it in a great spot, Mm -hmm. and he slid to make it. I mean, those are noticeable for coaches on the film. And that's all you can ask. I mean, these guys are given an opportunity to go out and play. Britton Golden was hurt earlier in the preseason. He's he's made himself back into the lineup and being able to play, and he's making the best of it. And you know what? These young guys on the back end of the roster, we say it over and over, do you have to do something to impress the coaches? T.J. Jones has not done a, a lot in the returning position. He's had struggles. Okay, and now so Britton Golden gets in here tonight and says, hey, look at me. Well, I'll take 60-plus yards to the yard, and I'll, that's, that's good for him. Now he's got to hold on to the football the next one. There's no excuse for that, but I think overall you like how they play, and then some of the other guys have played great on special teams, and that's going to help them make the team. Darius Slayton is another guy I'm intrigued to see in a game as a return man. I, I like his speed, I like his size, and I like, you know, listen, the catches he made, the catch he made today that Daniel Jones threw in that back shoulder just shows you how athletic he is, and he does have some speed, so I, I agree with you there. And they're working him slowly back into the mix because of the hamstring injury, just like Golden was nursing the hamstring injury. But I believe it's kind of like those things you can never have enough cornerbacks. You can never have enough guys that can return punts, too. So, And the big thing is give the ball back to the offense once you get it. Well, and Golden Tate, for example, is an option, but Mm -hmm. he's missing the first four games. So, Jeff, to your point, that's more of a reason why. If you're the Giants coaching staff and Peppers is in line to be the guy, right? But maybe there's a game where he plays a lot of defensive snaps. Maybe there's a game where you don't want to overwork him. Well, you certainly have to have... Have the confidence that the second guy, whoever it is, is going to be able to catch the football and give it back to the offense and get a first down on a return or maybe even make a big play like Britain did. All of these things are relative well, and relevant could, the, when you have a conversation in the coach's room and you're determining who's going to make the back end of the roster. It's a lot easier to cut a guy when you have nothing to talk about. You know, so it makes it very difficult to cut a guy when you have a lot to talk about and the guy has really done what you want him to do, and, and that's when the discussion gets difficult. Um, but, you know, these guys have one more game to go. In the old days, the, a lot of these guys would have been gone after this today's game. But they get to, they get to went stick to around. Yep, so they get to stick around for one more week. And, you know, you look at 22 of the starters are probably not going to play next week. That gives you another 70 or 65 guys that are actually going to have a chance to play and win and try to win the job. They usually cut it to 75 before the fourth and final preseason game, which makes absolutely no sense because you don't play your starters anyway and you need the extra bodies. Yeah, and I think that it's it's easier on everyone because the guys actually get to be on tape for one more game and that the the other team doesn't have to worry about resting all their starters because there's so many of them the guys that can still play you know so it's just good for them and there's there's a lot of there's a lot of anxiety going around the locker room a lot of anxiety going on that plane tonight coming back from that game because they know that listen you know I only have one week left and I got to make an impression and so uh they got to go out and have a good week of practice and then they get a chance in one more preseason game but um, it's a tough business, and these guys put in a lot of work, and they put a lot of time in all the way from the spring to this point. And right now, there's only one week left to some of these guys may not ever get a professional uniform again. But there are some guys that maybe thought they would never get a uniform. 
get a, get a little extended play here and maybe make the roster. Well, and one of the things that Pat Shermer has said numerous times, Jeff, is his goal is 90 guys to get a job. That's right. Yeah. Somewhere. Sure. In the NFL, on a practice squad, you name yeah. it. So the mindset for a lot of these players who are going to play next Thursday night is... I may not get on the Giants roster, but yeah. maybe I put strong film forward sure. and that helps my cause to get claimed off waivers right. or whatever it may be. And, you know, just for an example, maybe just throwing this out there with, with Britton Goldman, okay? I mean, he you never know. I mean, he may not make this roster. But he didn't hurt his chances. But he didn't hurt his chances there where maybe there's a team, um, you know, maybe it's whoever it is that... The Falcons, or they need a Somebody punt returner, needs, yeah. or an extra or they, receiver. They need a receiver, and he, they they put this on film, and there it is. So, um, and he's a veteran. So I think that you know, you never you never look back, and you just have to you have to be thankful for the opportunity because you may not make this fifty three guy like the roster, like you said. You just got to go out and and you're competing against the rest of the the league, the well, other thirty one teams. The preseason is about great stories in football. And there's a lot of them. you like to see guys overcome obstacles and so forth. And, you know, you mentioned Britton Golden being hurt with the hamstring injury in the early stages of this preseason. I don't think a lot of people realize, Jeff, he was with the team last year at this time. Mm-hmm. When he went for his medical checkup, the Giants medical team found, found a mouth tumor. That's right. Yeah. And they had it surgically removed. And that's why he didn't play football last that's year. That's correct. Yep. I, he was telling me uh, we played in a golf event and I was in the foursome with him. Him and I, I had said, you know, what happened to you last year? And he had yeah. said, that's what that's what happened to him. So, Remarkable to now yeah. move the calendar forward a year. I mean, I'm just happy for the guy no to get back on the football field yes. to make a play like He's that. He's a good guy. Along, you know, most of those guys are all really good, good guys and, and good competitors. So you can't keep all of them, unfortunately. We have survived three preseason games, Jeff. I would call it a survival of the fittest. Yes, we did. And that includes a weather delay, by the way. That I think we deserve the, bonus that points for the that worst too. One. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and we were thinking that we might be getting one here again tonight. Although they had one down in Baltimore. Yeah, well, (laughs) let another city experience what we experienced at East Rutherford, New Jersey a few weeks ago. All I know is that we're out of here now. (laughs) And I like the sound of that. I think Chris McMonagle, our producer, likes the sound of that as well. With that being said, Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point is brought to you by GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Bud Light, keep it crisp. NRG, the official energy provider of the New York football giants. Learn more at picknrg.com. And by your Mercedes-Benz Tri-State dealers, visit mbusa.com today. The final score once again, Giants 25, Bengals 23 as they improve to 3-0 this preseason. Our next broadcast will be next Thursday, August 29th. The Giants visit the Patriots at Gillette Stadium to wrap up the preseason. Kickoff is set for 7.35 p.m. with our pregame show starting at 635 right here on WFAN Sports Radio 66, 660 AM as well as 101.9 FM. For all the latest team news, stay locked to Giants.com and the team's mobile app where you can also watch the Giants weekday talk show, Big Blue Kickoff Live at 1 p.m. For Jeff Fiegels and our entire crew, I'm Lance Meadows saying so long from our New York City studios. We will speak to you next Thursday. Have a good one.